Hi, I'm Steph Thompson, founder of the London Voice Boutique. Welcome to LVB Presents. We're a voiceover agency based in Soho, London, and in this second series, we're going to take you on a little journey behind the scenes with some of our actors. But also, I'm going to take you on a detour and talk to people on the production side of the industry to give you some of the fun stories and advice from the other side. Welcome Ravi Bihari and Andy Mancuso, two very senior creatives at Sky, who I worked with many years ago at an ad agency called VCCP. Hello chaps, how are you? I'm good, Steph. Morning. We're good, we're good. Good. Okay, so you guys are creatives, but a lot of people who listen aren't necessarily in the industry already. Yeah. Uh, could you just explain what the role of a creative is for those who don't know already? Okay. Please. Uh, Andy, do you want to go? Or no, do you, you go for it. Um, so a creative, in the sense of what we do, a creative team, is, we are an advertising creative team yep. which answers a creative brief. So a brief will come to us and the brief will have a brand, a proposition, what they're trying to achieve. So let's say Coke Zero want to launch a new drink and yep. it's called Coke <laughs> P. They will come to us and, come and say, look, we want to launch this drink. It's the first Coke drink that uses organic sugar right rather than using any we'll find sugar. the usp of any product yes. and then we'll go and Andy and i will just chat about it look at the product try and understand what the uniqueness is it yeah. you know and try and find an angle which will make this coke p stand out amongst a hundred thousand drinks which yeah. are out there yeah and then that idea might be one of our tasks within the brief will be we need a TV advert, yeah. we need a radio advert, we need a print campaign. So yeah. we'll need to find an idea which can work across that whole spectrum of media. Yeah, it might just be the one spec. It might be the one area. They yeah. might just want radio. They might just want print. But yes, we just find the answer to answer. Yeah, and so get you're the finding out there. an idea that will work across a campaign if you need to. Otherwise, it might just be one bit of the yes. media. Again, like so, our in our initial ideation will be just trying to find a hook, and that might be uh, a memorable slogan. It might be uh, an idea which celebrates that gives Coke P some fame. Um, and then again, you know, we will take that as a we might have quick scamps. We'll draw scamps of drawings. We oh, might what's a scamp? A scamp is a drawing. So we might do a, a poster idea you know, where we reclaim the word P or yeah. do I something. I mean, we've been in the industry for a long time now, so do they still use the word scamp? Yeah, we, I mean, we do, because we're <laughs> old. But, old school. And then we'll go to the client, yeah. Coke, and say, well, first we'll go to our creative director and say, look, we've got 10 different ideas how we can really kind of bring Coke P to life. And he's like, mm, that one's good. I like that one because it gives us fame. I like that one because it's it's got a pink, a pink donkey in it and it's yeah. unusual. And then we'll take normally from the big kind of 10, a pool of 10 ideas, we'll go down to three, work on them a bit more, tighten them up, really kind of work against the proposition of what our task is. And then we'll go see the client. Yeah. And then we'll say, look, we've got three ideas. We think this one does this, this one does that. This one is will give you a bit of fame here. And then it will be up to the client and ourselves to decide which way they want to go and then yeah. we'll go make it and no if it's, it's not always the case that the answer's there in the first presentation they might send us away and say mm, we actually want to say this about the product or yeah. that and then we might have to go away and sort of think of new stuff yeah. yeah what what we find 
in the 20 odd years we've been doing this that first round is almost like um they marketing teams brands use us as a kind of like fact finding expedition yeah. they use the first round of creativity to really kind of hone in what they really want to say so sometimes you might not hit it but you might uncover something which they should say or they feel like you know what we missed this off the brief this is this is what we want to say it the fact that it was 50p that's what forget about yeah. the name it's about the price because price is an issue now so it might be something which moves the kind of goalposts a bit right which allows them to reconsider what they really want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they, they look at the work and say, ah, our competitor did something 40 years ago. We can't go near that. So right. can you find something okay. new? So or in the case of the meerkat, they will say, a meerkat, you want to use a meerkat? That is brilliant. Let's go and do a meerkat. Right. So the pink, pink donkey might be the one. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's memorable that way, isn't it? Exactly. You're trying to th find something that's going to be memorable. And within, any, within a team, generally, within a creative team, you've got an art director and yes. a copywriter. Would you say that's the traditional roles that you two play? It or was do you the work, traditional yeah, role. You know, you I, think, I think the landscape's changed slightly and we need to find ourselves doing both roles. Yeah. Um, so how did you start out? How did you two meet? And, and I know you met at college. We met, yeah, you, you might have heard the story before, but we met at University, uh, University of Central England, Birmingham. Um, uh, many moons ago, yeah. Um, but um, it was a bit like uh, foot playing football in the playground. Yeah. Everyone had to pair up at one point, and we stood there, and everyone started to pair up, pair up, <laughs> and we were just looking round, <laughs> and then we just realised, oh, it, there was the last two to pick. That's so so I was like, oh, we're not getting picked, are we? Oh, oh no, like, oh, you're the you. two left off. And yeah. I'm the guy at the back of the room, but yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I'm still available. So, uh, oh, look at you I two. guess we're gonna have to pair up. And look where you are now. Yes. And that's how you started out as creative team together. You just yeah. stuck, you I just mean, found look, it worked. I mean, it was stuck together. It was a teeny bit more word. design than that, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, essentially it was, everyone got paired up and, you know, I knew I wanted, I, you know, Andy had his first choice, you know, it was like his first draft. This is the, the dream <laughs> ticket, this is the list. And he went down it, down it, down it. And, and it was like, he's picked, he's picked, he's picked, she's oh, picked. Oh, stop it. Gonna have to go around, but it's not that bad. Any, anyone else, anyone yeah. else still available? <laughs> And then, so we teamed up in our first, the first, the start of the first, the third year, and then we started working together on a portfolio. So we'd choose, you know, we'd have modules, but essentially the course was like, choose brands, yep. choose some problems to solve, celebrate, try and create some work, whether it's a TV ad or post campaign, try and celebrate your connection and make some work which will stand out. So what, what course, can I ask, just like what course were you doing at Yeah, uni? so we were doing a, a course which was basically advertising, but it was called Visual Communications. And okay. it, taught, it, it was a kind of broad church of anything which was communication. So it could yeah. be illustration, it could be graphic design, it could be photography. In our case, it was advertising. So, so we specialised in the third year right. into advertising. Oh, okay, yeah. so if people are looking to get into advertising yep. say and they want to be a creative would you say that that is still a good way in or that's is a good they... way that's not the only way there yeah. are sort of more specific advertising courses out there yeah. uh, ones that are more recognized by those in the industry yeah um, and they have but, you know I'm not saying that our, our course was great you know it was for us it was like a a really nice stepping stone into just getting into the world of advertising but you're right they're much more specific courses like the bucks course or the sca course or the watford course which are 
you know, it's run by almost like ex-advertising people and it's much more um, focused on how to get you a job in advertising and how to think, how to get your brain thinking critically in, which will, you know, be perfect for advertising. Right. So our course was n not that. Yeah. But um, so we came out and I felt like we had to learn on the job because the three years we'd studied for didn't really kind of get us at the, the right pace to yeah. be into the, the the world of advertising but those courses like Watford I think they do they really get they get you placements I mean we got a placement but they get you much more connected to the world they've got right. really good networks and stuff so is it essential to do courses I to was get about into, to say yeah, that it's not it, I mean ideally you yeah. go into a course but it's not the be all and end all right. not to come in via via a course or something like that you know I, yeah I mean I'll be it'll be remiss not to mention our creative director at Sky Rob Welch, who didn't do that at all. Oh, really? And he had a much more uh, unorthodox yeah. uh, journey into advertising. And he, he, you know, got into a, an agency. Dare I say, he was like working in like uh, in the mailroom, if you like. Yeah, and then and his way you know, just had a real interest of what these creators were doing, and kept on like checking in, looking at briefs, looking at what work they did. You know, and in his spare time, really kind of started to get. A kind of portfolio together, and brilliant. he's got in, and he's like, Yeah, I he's can brilliant. do that. He said, yeah. and, uh, yeah. and that I love set that. His mind to. I love yeah. that it doesn't have to be a certain way. And that's what I like about this industry generally. I think if you're willing to work hard, you can start at yeah. the bottom and find that way in, or you can go a more traditional route. But I was interested to see, yeah. And when we left VCCP, they started to uh, recruit people that weren't even in advertising, oh, really? yeah, yeah. So they started to bring people in that had an interest in other things, yeah. I think what you find, right, and um, is like any industry when you get when you try and get people from the same pool guess what you're going to get the same sort of thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to get the same sort of ideas the same approach the same methodology no. the same strategy to solving problems but when you get someone from a different background yeah. who haven't taken that traditional approach or that journey they're going to think of solving a problem in a different way yeah. and sometimes you'll get something completely different and that's how you know most advertising looks the same feels the same logos in the same place has the same sort of music has the same sort of strap lines it's a formula yeah you know we kind of whether we subconsciously do it or not we create these formulas and we stick to the structure when you get someone who doesn't know the structure is not familiar with a the formula they're going to approach something slightly left field and that's what advertising needs to do more of is yeah. get people from different backgrounds you know get comedians in get yeah. get people who've worked in theater you know because they'll approach it differently and you'll get much more fresher thinking and, and new ideas that's really good to hear and i think well we found that especially actually with the voiceover side of things people are definitely starting to look outside the traditional way of exactly. doing things and it's it's good to hear that from a creative in an industry like this where um it, it there are opportunities for people that can't necessarily go to university yeah. and do a yeah. course and i like to hear that because it is so expensive now for young people to go to uni uh, i think it's really encouraging to hear that it used to be so closed and so hard to get into it, but now there's other ways of getting into it. Yeah. So that's really good to hear. I'm going to move you on now on Ooh. to your, well, you guys I keep looking at the camera. I shouldn't look at the camera. <laughs> I, just keep, I just keep like, hey, how you doing? Like a rabbit Focus in headlights. Focus on me, my <laughs> Focus on me. So, um, Obviously, as a creative, I wanted to ask you what you enjoy about the job the most, but also also hoping that part of that might be getting into a studio recording with voiceovers. But, you know, what would you say 
without oh. leading that question, which bit is the bit you enjoy the most? Oh, no. Well, no, I'd start with, like, there's many different areas that you could you could say are our favourite areas, you know, the coming up, the sitting around, yeah. the chatting about something, um, like talking about the weekend, you know, it might be something that we did over the weekend that influences, so it could be the, the ideation. <laughs> I watched the car this weekend. Then did you? There might be an idea, but for us it's all about the making and the doing, yeah. and yeah, it's, it's getting process, our hands dirty process. in the process. And you know what, yeah. we are so lucky, you know, yeah. let's not forget that this is a dream job. Like, my first, my first point of call was to be a footballer. I wanted oh, to be a footballer, really? I'm not good enough, way, way not good enough. But my second was to work in, to do something re related to art. I loved Brilliant. art. That's all I did at school. Uh, that's all I did in my spare time was draw and paint and, and, and create stuff. So this is a dream job. Yeah. So every aspect of it is brilliant. Like, the as Andy says, the ideation, come up with the ideas. But once your idea gets bought, which is an absolute, it feels so, it, yeah. there's no better feeling when someone says, brilliant, we're going to buy it, we're making it, let's go into production. Yeah. When you, whether it's like choosing a voiceover, finding a director, finding filming an artist it. to collaborate, filming it, making it, doing a post-production on it. You know, it's such a pleasure to yeah. be every step of the way. We love doing what we're doing. And I, we're it's not lucky. the easiest. I mean, we've made it out to be sort of the easiest thing to get into. It's not by no. any means the easiest thing to get into. No. We struggled at the beginning of our career to right. get into it. and. I stepped out for a second thinking, ah, oh, this wasn't, and I started landscape gardening with my dad and stuff like that. Oh, right. He called me effing useless a few too many <laughs> so times. went back to it. So I called him fucking <laughs> useless as well. Most and days. here we are. And and dad's we not are, wrong. Dad's not wrong. That's yeah. Well, I think, but what I think is, uh, for me, when I was producing, one of the best bits for, was seeing you, your scripts would land on my desk. Yeah. And it was like, right, how do we make this work? Yeah. How, and then the team, as a team, you know, making it happen and standing on the first day of a shoot when it's all getting set up i used to get so excited yeah. but then also the post-production side where you're then putting it all together and it's all coming together and um i always had a passion for the voiceover side that's why i got into it but just generally i think there is it's such a wonderful process and but the, there is the pressure for you guys to always come up with the ideas i mean that's yeah. when you're in it it doesn't mean you're going to stay in it if no. you don't keep delivering yeah it must be really tough to constantly have to come up with fresh ideas i don't think it, i it's that. yeah it's tough it's um it's it's tough but it's a really great challenge for yeah. us it really is like to approach something and every every job you do you take something you've learned from one to the other and it's like you know over the 20 years we've we've learned so much in our experiences and our different approaches and things that we've kind of done or made have always bled into the next project so yeah. Honestly, we do get, for us, I feel like we get better as we go along. Have you guys ever got to a point where you couldn't answer a brief and, you know, and then what were you going to do as a result of that? What, what happens if you can't? Yeah. Uh, We've all, what we tend to do, sort of, we hit a brief and we try and scatter gun. Sort of, we try to go in many different areas. Right. Um, hopefully, one of those areas will touch the brief in a way that um, everyone's happy with it, basically. But, but yeah, we've gone, we've, we worked on projects, which as Andy was saying, like you go first round of creative ideas and you're like, you haven't cracked it. The creative director will say, nothing here, let's start again. And right. you go again, there's Is nothing that disheartening? Here. It's so disheartening. I yeah. mean, like the project we're working on at the moment, which I shouldn't mention, right? I don't know what's gonna come out of your mouth. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying 
we did about 20 ideas. Well, like, for I this mean, latest Sky, yes. you can say Sky. Yeah, 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 yeah Sky. Of so I mean, latest Sky brand. Uh, yeah, for the latest yeah. now ad that we've finally bought and we're making yeah. and it's in production and stuff. We went, we did about 25 ideas. Right. right? And I'm talking about big kind of concept ideas. That's where hard. They'll go again, go again, go again. And we got, we got a call just before Christmas to say, look, let's, Let's put tools down. Yep. Let's start again in the new year. Wow. And this was like just before Christmas broke up. And then we got another call right at the end of that day on that Friday. It's like, client will see something on the first week of Jan. <laughs> so can you work <laughs> over Christmas? And, the, and that's where it's like, you know, you're really like, oh man, we need to crack it. And, you know, that's so hard. it's tough. But yeah. yeah, you just dig deep. And you found it and you cracked yeah, it. Yeah, I think most times you do, right? Oh, look at you. I can't say, I can't say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because the, the most competitive aspect of it is that you're working with other teams trying to crack it. Yeah. So like that's, who that's where the pressure's yeah. on, where yeah. you are not the only team that have got this brief. No. Three other teams are. Yeah. And the pressure is and against... And they're younger than you. And, and they're like, younger. Oh. They're, they're, they've got no kids. They can put their time in. They've got no waking Christmas, up in the middle Christmas, of the night. They don't exactly. care. They don't care. And they're hungry, you know. They're hungry. They're, they've got want to make a name for themselves. Yeah. So that's the pressure where you've got these young bucks yeah. coming in who are just, just, you know, will work just as hard as you. They might not have the experience, but they'll, yeah. they'll put the time in. They'll put the effort in. So you need to be always constantly always trying to prove yourself yeah, yeah. it doesn't yeah. matter how how many years you've got you know all the creative director is going to see is the ideas on his table yep. they're not going to look at this guy's got 18 years these guys got one year yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. they'll just say which is the best idea yeah. fair enough okay so moving it slightly into the voiceover side of things how do you come up with a voiceover brief and and how do you then choose a voiceover because obviously that's what relates to me as an as a voiceover I mean, Agent. a lot of the stuff we tend to do is looking for sort of natural, believable VO artists. So it's it's quite the, the fashion has changed a lot, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, totally. Voice you over, know. Voice over but to generally, when we're looking, we tend to sort. Of, we want someone to be sort of quite down to earth and real um, in the stuff that we're looking you for. You know what? It, it depends on the brief. Right? Do you look at your film? At which stage are you looking at it? At the writing stage, or when you're when you've got the film done and you're like, okay, this is now what's so going to fit. At, at the writing stage, probably not. We, you know, we people, good creatives write with someone in mind. Yeah. So if you're writing a script, you're already thinking, right, Stephen Fry would yeah. be the voice of this. How would he write it? Because you, if you're, if you, you know, let's say we want someone who's Oxford educated, he's reading this about a product, blah, 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 blah. You ha if you have that person in mind, yep. it helps you write in the, in yes, their kind of point of view, sense. right, in their tone. And then once that script's bought, that's when we start looking at voiceover options. And and again, the script will dictate. If we're doing a script where we want a, a big Hollywood voice, yes. we'll start looking so in that space. So you do think about it at script stage, we start. Yeah. We, st we tend to put sort of an, animat an uh, animatic, yes. which is uh, pictures sort of laid down to uh, our script. Uh, to start with, and uh, and we'll do that. Ravi tends to put his voice on yeah. all of it, because yeah. of my monotone voice. I like, so I like doing a dummy voiceover. So we've always got this clean palette to start with, yeah. and then who can really bring this to life? Stream all the Sky like Sports, yeah. no contract. But also, oh, no. oh yeah, but that's that's very voiceovery, Ravi. Yeah, no, so that's right? the only voice I've got. It's Mr. Oh, voiceover. Oh, okay. But because, um, because actually, you have to time it as well, don't we you? Have you have to have an idea of how long it's going to be, and 
So, when yeah. we first got into the industry, we had to read. Uh, I was in. I was in charge of reading all the copy and stuff like that, the T's and C's. And so yeah. I'm reading like with a fine tooth comb to make sure there's no mistakes and anything. Yeah. So I'm a really slow reader. So then Ravi has to Speed read up. my thirty second and make sure that that does fit within the thirty yeah. seconds. Because yeah. there's no point selling an idea or a script, especially in like when we do a radio ad, where we've overwritten it. We've, the client's not going to check it for time. No. They're going to read a script and say, great, like it, hits the points, it delivers this message, ticks that box, blah, 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 sells, celebrates our call to action. Our job is to make sure it fits in the 30, right? Yep. So we have to read it how we would want it, want it read. Yep. Same tone, same speed, and then ca and then factor in, might need T's and C's at the end as yeah. well. So You again, really do need to think about it then yeah, quite early on as to who you're going to have, because if 100%. you're going to have a deep gravitasy voice that's going to be a slower, slower read. read if it's going to be a fast high energy voice then you've got more time so actually it's such an important part of your yeah. brief uh, your decision right at the beginning you mentioned Stephen Fry and you always probably think initially in the kind of well-known voices just realm because you're like well who's the type of voice I'm looking for yeah. and then you get the budget and you probably go right who would that's be? when we come to you yeah. Steph, <laughs> not like... just me <laughs> 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 Do you know Someone Tom Hanks? Like. Well, <laughs> we want Not Tom him. Hanks. What is the Croydon version <laughs> yeah, of Tom exactly. Hanks? Yeah, exactly. So is it, is it that you would always like to use celebrity voices or actually you don't just want celebrity voices, that actually there is a real a natural fashion at the moment for just your everyday voice yeah, to, As Andy to was saying, yeah, I think... It's not just budget yeah, related. Yeah, I, I guess back in the day it was like, which star can we get? Because yeah. people are star fuckers, right? They want to hear a voice excuse my French, um, <laughs> people want to hear a voice that they know, yeah. like Matt Lucas, you know, David Walliams, they want to, because so yeah. radio, especially radio, yeah. for us, is like, ha, the more famous, for us, sometimes is more engaging, yeah. so like people are like, oh, I know that voice, so, you know, it's topical, it's current. And blah, they blah, can blah, blah, associate blah. a certain person yeah. with that voice as yeah. well, yeah. so they so, know. And a, or, you know, a lot of the stuff we sometimes write has got a character in, yeah. in there as well, so. Famous people are really good at that, or actors are good at that. But you're right. There's definitely much more of a trend, as you can as you can see, in just getting normal everyday, everyday kind of voices people, yeah. because they're very relatable. You know, it's not. Yeah. You know, it, people want to be spoke to by people that they can connect with. I so, agree. so it's it, there's, it just depends on the brand, depends what you're working on, depends on the script. Yeah. But I think that the influences outside. Um, in in the inc economic environment have a massive effect on voiceovers, yeah. funnily enough. And at the moment, it's very popular for northern voices and yeah, the everyday sort of everyday person that you don't feel spoken down to. And, yeah. you know, I can see the fashions change regularly. I was about to say that the word fashion yeah. comes into it as well, yeah. uh, comes into play. Who's, who's hot topic at the moment? Yep. Who would you like to get into this ad that yeah. everyone's topping? And again, it's a good thing where now we've got much more representation of people yes. within the voiceover space, right? Because trust me, 15 years ago, you went to male voiceovers or female voiceovers, that's all you had, and it was just white males, yep. female, white females, yeah. and now we've got much more diversity in there. Yep. You've got loads, you've got people lisps, that would be, yeah. that would not even yep. been a I thing, agree. which is amazing, right? Yep. It's just, it's much more diverse. So. And brands want to connect with people. They want to show that they care about these issues. These issues are important. These are social issues. So to have people who are 
who have a speech impediment or... Okay, that's interesting, because my I had a voice caster on last week's episode yeah. saying how if you have a lisp or if you have something that is a bit different, um, that that's a positive thing these days and people do want to use that, which as you said before, 10, 15 years ago, no you way. wouldn't have. Would you say that that would then get approved down the line that people do want to hear that if because... If you've got 100%, if you've got a rationale for it, not even yeah. a rationale, but if you think, look, we think this is really important to this brand. Good. It's a, it's a, it, it's a brand issue that they're talking, they're trying to address, they're trying to um, um, put spotlight, why wouldn't you put that voice on there, right? It's really good, especially as I said, as I was just talking about creative ideas, having people from different pools yep. is a good thing. So having people who are with a speech impediment or NISP or speak differently to the normal yeah. voiceover, that's a good thing because it's going to make your brand stand out. So Brilliant. I'm really, like ha I'm really happy people, to hear that. Yeah, I think it's really important. People know when they're being sold to as well and when something's too perfect, yeah. it's not right. So what we tend to do is we try to look when we're looking for models, we try to look for sort of down to earth real people. Yeah. You know, we Brilliant. don't want someone being sort of too perfect. Yeah. Um, and it, it's the same with sort of VO artists and stuff like that I as well. I think that's brilliant. I think that shows how much. Uh, the industry has evolved over the last yeah. 10, 15 years because it didn't used to be that. And now I feel that people want to see s not just diverse, but just just someone they can relate to can be, it's normalizing yep. things that you would just be like, oh, brilliant, I yeah. can relate to that. Yeah. I, I sound like that person. And I, I mean, think it's really nice to open up that. Always, I mean, like you see like now, even like Channel 4 or BBC, that they've kind of like, and next, the news, that type of voiceover. Yeah, yeah. They're like, they're heavily on regional. Yes, back back yeah. in the day, you wouldn't hear like no, a right. voice from like Wales and yeah. a voice from Yorkshire or someone from Durham. It's it really nice that you've got a breadth of people's voices yep. celebrating that kind of inclusion of everyone that kind of lives in the UK. So yeah, no, yeah. it helps. I've, I've heard sort of quite often that the London accent is a turn off now. So what? people really? are moving out of London. Yeah. Can sort of Do one. <laughs> <laughs> London was super popular like yeah, a couple of years yeah. ago. Still quite popular, but it's uh, that's interesting. You know, if you want to talk to people, try and grab from people up north to to just play London accents and stuff like that might be a turn off. Yeah. So I, I mean, look, know your audience. Yeah. Yes, That's absolutely. the most important thing, right? If you're whichever brand you are, who are you talking look to? who you're talking to yeah. and try and make sure you represent them or you're speaking to them on a in a in a kind of authentic yeah, way because if you're not exactly well. yeah you're going to turn off perfect and so when you're listening okay so obviously as creatives as a producer i used to choose some reels for you you'd give me a brief yeah and i would say okay let me get some voiceover suggestions for you and then i would send them to you and you would have an email with say 10 15 different voices that i thought fitted your brief and i'm talking as a producer not as a voiceover agent um at that point you'll probably give each person about five to ten seconds absolute tops each one you'll listen to yeah what would you say when you're listening now for to reels what is it that you think makes a good reel what's the first thing that you go oh that's interesting is it the natural voice is it that is, i mean what is it that makes a good reel for you it's, it's tough because yeah. it's quite nuanced, right? Because you go in listening to reels with your script in mind and how, um, regardless of how they sound, you're like, how will that, how will our script or that call to action, how do we want that read? So you're looking, whether we like it or not, you're looking 
for their voice to fit. To I fit. know, and that's really hard it because is hard people because will have done a demo. They can't fit no, every, every style voice, and exactly. delivery on that reel. And you, so that's what I do struggle with sometimes because people go, well, do you have it in a more upbeat fashion yeah. on your reel? And you're like, well, no, but he can do it. He's an yeah, actor. Right. As creatives, we're loose, right? We understand like we were casting for something and for an Irish VO recently and we were like, well, nothing they've got on their reel sounds like what we want. Yeah. But we were like, they're actresses. We yes. can direct them. Thank Doesn't you. Doesn't matter. I mean, that's a good thing that Doesn't they haven't matter. got our script on their yes. reel, otherwise yeah. it's been done before. Exactly. Yeah. And it's so hard to explain that sometimes to, to producers or creatives, I think, you know, they're always like, well, or maybe it's the client. I don't know which part of the process that is saying, I it's, can't hear what I want to hear. It's a tough one because we have to, you know, we've got our list, who we want to use. We have to give that to the client for them to kind of sign off. And sometimes they're not as creatively minded as us. Like, as yeah. They can't see the fact that we can see she's an actress. Yeah. She could put on a role. She could take direction. She can read it exactly how we want it. Yeah. But the, her reel might not have what we have. And they'll just judge it on the first, as you say, the first five or 10 seconds yeah. when they press play on the first. And her first they, thing yeah. might be a documentary read. Yeah. And you press on documentary, and they're like, ooh, I can't see this. Right. We need haven't a got a lot of life in this <laughs> yeah. read, have they? Exactly. Yeah, so right. it's tough. So frustrating. It's tough. So then the other thing I have um, with this is that then we get asked, can you get them to do a test on their phone? Now. So you get the script sent over, yeah. and with a, could you do this naturally, but b bright, but not too fast, but this and that. And, and so then as, as an agent, I've got to say to my artist, okay, go home, record this on your phone as best you can, trying to predict what the creatives are trying to say, which have used probably a few too many adjectives, yeah. no offense. And uh, it's not you specifically, I'm just yeah. saying, you know, it can be quite difficult when there are too many adjectives. It's really difficult. I, I, I think I heard that one read, <laughs> I read between the lines, yeah. Um, I'm just speaking to all creators out there, try and use not too many adjectives because it gets it really hard for us to suss out. It's like, and then try and work out what you want to hear, yeah. but then get them to do a test on a phone, which actually isn't very easy to do a test. I've had to try it before to sort of uh, say, this is the sort of thing. And it's really hard to do. And then they don't get the job because they didn't deliver it on a phone. Yeah. And yet if you'd got them into a studio, yeah. I feel like you're in a lose-lose situation there. And I rarely win jobs off the back of a test. And no. yet they won't get them through the door unless they do a test. How yeah. do we... What would you say about that? Do you think it's still something that people just have to do, or do you not ask for tests because you get that that that's we not we, work? we personally never ask for tests. Oh, good. Okay. We've never asked for no, tests. No, maybe we, we should. Maybe we, we kinda, well. uh, And I think, yeah, maybe, maybe I didn't know test was an option. <laughs> well, maybe it's ideal. <laughs> Can you get Tom Hanks to read? <laughs> so a lot of agents are saying no to tests now or, or unpaid tests right. because it doesn't work it, it kind of there's it, there was a time where people were like okay yeah 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 we'll do that and then now we're coming to coming to the point where i'm like do you know what i'd rather you did a zoom with them yeah and and did a face-to-face -face test right. to see if you think they can deliver it um maybe pay them 100 quid or 50 quid to do that yeah because that is a better way of actually finding out if they can do it rather than them at home under the duvet going, I think this is what you want, but yeah, no, they yeah, haven't. Yeah. And, then and you're steering not. them slightly, even on that Zoom. Oh, at exactly. Least you, can you can say, no, yeah, I, I wasn't I expecting that. I was expecting yeah. this. And then at least you're getting closer it's to the answer. Exactly. Seeing just a cold script or a uh, paragraph that you have to interpret what the tone is, yeah. the intonation, the indiction, and all that sort of stuff, it's really hard for anyone to kind of nail it 
But we get asked to know, do that a lot, is... and it's really difficult because the client hasn't heard what they wanted on yeah, the show yeah, reel. Sure. So I just wondered if what your thoughts were on that because it sounds like you haven't asked people to do that, and that's no, brilliant. No, we haven't. But we're quite. I mean, we're quite. We're quite lucky. We not lucky, but we're we're good at like getting it up the chain, getting it to our creative director, saying this is who we want to use. Yeah. And our creative directors are really good. Like Aaron always says to us, "Who do you want to go with?" Oh, brilliant! And who's your first choice? So it's really good. That is good. Some people dictate, or go with that one, but Aaron's brilliant. He's like, he always asks our opinion first, which yeah. is great, great. And then we'll we'll go up. We'll he might not up. agree with it every no. time, but at least you Will feel you like- On your opinion. head be it, he says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to go with- Oh, you thought that you know guy, that woman. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and then you can sense where his head's at. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, right. I'm going to change this into a more the fun general questions now. Uh, what, uh, can I open uh. my legs now? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh. <laughs> who would you, in an ideal world, and you may have already directed them, but who would you most like to direct in a voiceover booth? It can be anyone from Tom Hanks to whoever you want. I was actually going to say Tom Hanks Were until you? we walk through the door. Oh, wow. And now I'm going to change it. I think I'd like, let's. Ravi and I just sort of fun guys, just want a great session to yeah. come out of it. I'll go for a Will Ferrell or someone like that. Oh, That's a good one. Classic. You know, you can get you get the script done in the first two minutes, five <laughs> minutes, really and then just have a really good yeah. chat with the guy. I'm yeah. gonna go for yeah. I'm gonna with Andy. We, we just want, we just, I mean, most creators just want to work with someone that they probably dreamed of working with. Yeah. So Dave Chappelle, someone like that, someone just Brilliant. like uh, someone that's gonna make us laugh. Brilliant. Yeah. So comedians seem to be very popular right now as well. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would have gone Jack Black. That's been said before by Sorrel. I have to say that was genius. Um, okay, what is the most unusual direction you've given to somebody in a voiceover oh, booth? Got, have you got? This one? Please do. Yeah, this is a good one. Okay. Um, so um, whilst we're at VCP with yourself, yeah, um, we worked on O2, and O2 were the sponsors of Arsenal Football Club, and we were doing a script, well, which we wrote a script, which was the opening line was. Nothing beats watching Arsenal live. Yeah. True, true, it's facts. And um, <laughs> Not, okay. we had we had Sean Bean. He was the voice of O2, still is the voice of O2. And he came into the booth and um, we're like, yeah, Sean, we've got a great script for you today. Um, which is an upbeat script. We need your, your, your good energy. And he got the script and he looked at it, put his glasses on. And he was like, okay, nothing beats watching <laughs> Arsenal live. And he read it again. He just looked at us like, I can't say that, lads. I was like, what? He goes, I can't say it. I'm on the board of Sheffield United. It's like, I can't say that. So we had to change the script and did, he refused to say it. I'm not surprised. Did yeah. you, did your, but did still, there was like, think that maybe you needed to check that yeah, before we, you record is, that? It's like, he's the voiceover. It's not Sean Bean. He's just, he's the vote. We were, the, we yeah, were fresh well into advertising. Oh, and we were like, Rookie they don't, mistake. They don't reject scripts oh, or no. words, do, do they? No, yeah. they? He's on retainer. He's paid to do it. I love He's it. going to read whatever I was whatever waiting for you to go, well, that was your fault, Steph. So yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I'm yeah, better to say. But he changed it to um, nothing beats watching football live. I think right. our strangest, for me, the strangest request, again, VCP, we were doing Cadbury's Fabulous Fingers. And for the older ones listening, uh, we had this advert and it looked like Dallas. So we had to tell someone to be a chocolate fi uh, biscuit <laughs> yeah. uh, and put it in the style of this Dallas-esque voice. So. And, and they had to fall down the steps <laughs> and deliver a line as they, they were falling oh down God. the steps. Oh my God, and did they Breaking up. 
That's hilarious. Oh, oh, oh yes. <laughs> you are chocolatey. Yeah, they were brilliant. I can't remember who she no, was. I can't she was remember. incredible. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to lead you on to the last question. It's five o'clock on a Friday night and you've just finished a recording session. What do you do in Soho? Don't say you're going home. What would you have done oh, in your youth? Come on. <laughs> would have gone home. Probably. <laughs> We're the most boring people. Oh, you've got us in it. here. You've got us in here because we've got so much luck. But generally... well, you know what? I tell you what, what we used to do, and again, this is probably just as boring as going home. We would go to Starbucks and we'd get a hot chocolate. Bless you. Yeah, we and would. it hasn't changed. That, uh, yeah. Sorry, honestly, ha you were twenty-something years we old. We were twenty-two working do. at Hakahodu, and we would finish work and we'd go to Starbucks and we'd get two hot chocolates, on piping a Friday hot, night. on a Friday night, drink those, and then go home and never see each other for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> never talk till nine yeah. in never the morning. Go to the pub? No, no, very seldomly. Lunchtime no. was for that. Oh, old school. Lunchtime drinking. Yeah, yeah, we are yeah. boring. And then that, come Friday o'clock. I'd love to go to cinema right now. It'd be great if we could finish. And if I, if yeah, if we were gonna, if we had time on our hands and we had three hours to just do something, I'd probably go see a film. I love, I love. Films. Ravi's like the the Energizer Bunny. Yeah. Like yes. coming Wait, to Duracell. Get it right. It's Duracell. <laughs> no, yeah, don't mix them up with their arch enemy. <laughs> Energizer. I think they've got one as well, but it'll go into a situation all the life in the world yeah. and then slowly oh, really? sort of within five yeah. Come five o'clock here, I'm just like slightly bipolar. Just That's you've hilarious. Got the, no energy around it. You're done. Oh well thank you so much. Thank I think so that's been really, really good and really helpful. And that's it for the show. Hope you liked it. And if you did, please rate and review the show wherever you get your podcast. LVB Presents was presented by me, Steph Thompson, and produced by Mike Hansen for Pod People Productions and recorded by Sean Dios at Jungle Studios in Soho, London. See you next time. Mm -hmm.